Live from Hollywood, California, it's the Nighttime Show. With us, as always, our head writer and producer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. Our very, very special guest, star of Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and Machete, and the owner of Trejo's Tacos, Trejo's Tacos and Donuts, and the author of a new cookbook, Trejo's Tacos and Stories from L.A., Danny Trejo! And now, our host with the most, known as El Gordon, put your hands together for Stephen Kramer Glickman! Awesome. I, I love that we managed to say Trejo like 14 times in the intro. Hell <laughs> yeah. As we should. Oh, uh, who owns Trejo's Tacos? <laughs> Danny Trejo, the, the legend himself, is on the show today. I am... Uh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I, I, I can't I, I, wait. There's so many things to talk to him about. He's done so everything. Exciting. He's got restaurants Ugh. people love, movies people love. He was stories from prison that are interesting. Like oh, he, he's somebody who's seen it all. Oh, he's calling. He's calling. All right. Okay. Here we go. It's time for Danny Trejo. This is very, very exciting. We are we're all really excited about having you on the show, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. We we've been talking to Gloria for. Uh, so, like like a little while we've we've gone back and forth over the last uh, I think probably since you and I did storks kind of saying like we wanted to try uh, to find a way to <laughs> to do to do this at some point so yeah. I was like this is this is great this is awesome I love you know what it's so fun it's not funny but I you know this uh, there was this accident where I pulled this kid out and when I went to the to the to the seat where the grandma was in she was yelling. My baby, my baby, my baby. And those were my lines in the store. I thought she had recognized me. I swear to God. No. For, for a split second, I thought, oh, wow. She's a... Then I thought, oh, my baby. Then I looked in the back seat. There was a kid in a, in a car seat. <laughs> she was saying, oh, my God. That's hilarious. Your ego's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're recording, right? Yeah, yes. we're already that, recording. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that's so, so good. It's so out. good. No, no, no that Danny, been, yeah. that's, uh, that's amazing. Hilarious. Man. You know, you know when we wrapped that movie, uh, you know they had those big walk around costumes uh, at yeah. the at the premiere. I was like, can I have the pigeon toady one because that's me. I'm the like, ah bra. Can I was like, can I have that? that yeah. costume oh, yeah. and they were like no steven it's owned by warner brothers it's going in a it's going in storage and i was like yeah. or <laughs> what if you gave it to me and i stored it for you and they were like we're not giving you the fucking thing <laughs> and then christmas morning i got a phone call from warner brothers going go outside the trucks here oh, and i was like what and they delivered it God. they delivered it wow. in a gigantic truck and they set it up in my living room and i've had oh. it ever since you know what? let me tell you something they're a lot better than uh oh who who was the producer of con air oh uh not michael bay jerry bruckheimer no. bruckheimer yeah bruckheimer, he promised me the arm Oh, what? Oh. On air, he never gave it to me. <laughs> From Johnny 23. Some, yeah, I got some weird kids because they were fighting over. No, it's going in my room. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a crime that you don't have the Johnny 23 arm. Oh, oh, that is God. fantastic. Yeah, That's so it's amazing. Just, it's probably in a crate somewhere yeah. buried. Yeah. Like, 
not being used for anything. Like, what's the point of having it? it I feel like studio. Indiana Jones. That belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's the kind of stuff that, like, needs to be with the actor that it's yeah, like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, that's not. If Johnny Depp gets to keep his scissor hands, you should be able to keep that arm <laughs> 1,000%. Elton John you. got the shoes in uh, that, uh, in the. The Elton the, John movie? No, in the. The pinball wizard movie. The oh yeah, uh, oh. Tommy. 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 Yeah, he got the shoes from Tommy. That that's like how they compensate him was the shoes apparently. Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, so. hey, at least I mean, I'm I'm hoping that you have a machete from Machete. Do you have <laughs> that? I have signed so many machetes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, God, I wish I, I should have bought stock in machetes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know why they haven't hit you up to be their spokesman yet. You know? Yeah, no kidding. I've got, I've got machetes that have been sent to me from all over the world. <laughs> oh my god! Um, guys, guys that have made them. I got some that was made out of the same stuff that they send the space shuttle up in. You wow! Know? Wow! Like, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Machetes that's... from space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's a, that's a sequel I want to watch right there. Yeah. We're waiting. We're waiting for Robert to get off his ass and write it. <laughs> yeah. Machete kills in space is. Yeah. I, I know it's something. Waiting. People yeah. want that movie so yeah. damn bad. I mean, come on. Oh, come I on. Did. And that Johnny. Hey, I tw- had, oh, go I ahead. Had on Machete kills because he came and and he gave me the okay to go to space. So I met him and he said. He asked me, Daddy, you want to go to space? And I go, uh, you mean like in the movies? He goes, no, 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 no. We're going to like blah, 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 blah. Like, Hell no. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Musk, but my feet are firmly on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wait for Lance Bass to do it first because he still said he was going to go and he hasn't done it yet. Once Lance Bass goes up and comes back safely, yeah. then maybe you figure other people should try it. But let him be the first. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather go deep sea fishing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, listen, we, we, we got we got to start. I got to talk to you about this about this recipe book. This is uh, I love it. Just oh, yeah. so amazing. It's uh, the 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 book is it's like it's out now, right? Like uh, <laughs> Trejo's Tacos Cookbook. Like this is. Is there a title for the book, Stephen? <laughs> I yeah, Trejo's Tacos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, plug it right, Stephen. The cookbook is called Trejo's Tacos: Recipes and Stories from LA. It uh, it is out now. Um, how did this happen? How did a cookbook happen for you? You know what? It's like everybody kept coming to the restaurant and asking, "Oh, wait, can we have a recipe?" Did you have a? And I'm like writing little stuff down on their napkin and stuff, and, (laughs) and uh. And then finally, uh, Ass was one of the most most smartest men in the world because he's the one that actually got me into the restaurant business. And uh, but he said, "Danny, let's do a cookbook." I said, "Okay, you know." So we started. We started. We did this, and it's kind of a walk through LA with food. And uh, oh, that's cool! And, oh, wow. And actually, Ash, you know, I was doing a movie uh, called Bad. Everything good that has happened to me. Has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. I did this nice. favor for a for a director's name was Craig Moss. He had this story of a, a, a called Badass, and uh, it was one of those no budget movies. And I had a chance to do this other flick for a little money, 
and uh, I was arguing my agent. She goes, no, 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 Gloria, listen, listen to your agent. So <laughs> he kept saying, Danny, I think this is going to turn into something. I got a feeling. And, uh, and so I'm looking at the money over here. Okay, let's do it. So we did this favor and, uh, it turned into a trilogy thanks to the smart lady. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, on the on the set, Ash noticed that I don't eat processed food. I don't. I'll, I'll, I eat fresh food, fresh vegetables. I I eat a lot of vegetables, uh, and I won't eat fast food. So um, Ash just said, "Danny, why don't you start a restaurant?" Jokingly, I said, "Trails Tacos." You know, <laughs> I don't know how the hell you started a restaurant. You know? So we did Badass, Badass to on Badass on the Bayou. He brought me a business plan. Wow! Right. Me being the brilliant businessman that I am, I immediately gave it to the smart lady, Gloria, my agent. I said, here, read this, Gloria. And uh, she said, wow, Dan, you know, they're not asking for 500 grand up front. Usually when somebody comes with a plan, it's going to cost you money. Yeah, right. You know? He said, you know, this isn't a bad idea. It's a no-brainer. So I said, let's do it. So I, I, owe, I owe her my restaurant business. But anyway, so we did this. We opened up Trails Tacos on La Brea. That became a smash. It yeah. became like pinks, you know, just lying around. The, wow. And, and, huge, uh, huge deal and, here in L.A., huge deal. And, and so then we opened up Trails Cantina on uh, Coenga and Selma. Mm -hmm. Same thing. It's just like, so everybody keeps asking me, what's your secret? It's no secret. It's good food. <laughs> you know, people don't come back. They'll come once. For a celebrity autograph picture, yeah. but if the food's no good, they're not coming back. So, yeah. you know, we've got Anthony Bourdain said he wouldn't need anybody any place in L.A., but he liked the he liked the he liked the the variety and the menu, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And, uh, so it's like that's you know that's how we got it. it. Came out really, thank God, it worked really good. But the secret to a restaurant is good food, good service, nice staff, staff that won't talk to you about their divorce. Or their husband, <laughs> oh my or their god! Kids, you know, uh, no, really. I haven't you been to a restaurant and the waiters? Oh god, you don't know. Uh, you don't know what kind of day I'm having. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I had a waitress at Tender Greens say, "Oh, not even a waitress. The a lady behind the counter at Tender Greens say say to me, what are you gonna? What are you planning on getting me for my baby shower?'" And I said, "I don't. I said I don't know you. I don't know. We've never. I've met you twice. What are you talking That's about?" Funny. Um, I had a waitress know, complain to me for an hour about her ex-husband. Oh, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I am her ex-husband, but <laughs> that, <laughs> that really shouldn't have entered into it. It's not well, fair. No, that, that, that would happen to me at four different restaurants. <laughs> Just because you like going to Hooters yes. doesn't mean... Um, Look, I mean, uh, we got, I have to mention this because if I don't, I'm going to get killed by my family. Yeah. So uh, Craig Moss, uh, who, yeah. who made uh, Badass and Badasses yeah. and Badass, I, be, I think in the, the third, Badass yeah. in the Bayou, uh, is my cousin's husband. I don't know if, wow. you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you know that. Nice guy in the world. Me and him are getting ready to do a film called Social Security. Another mm -hmm. one. Oh, Kinda nice. Like, uh, Die hard, but in a senior citizen home. Oh, I've read that script. It is hilarious. <laughs> it, he's a very... 
He's a very talented guy. Um, Me and and these two guys that are on this show have done – we've written with Craig and done, like, punch-up writing on on his films in the past. And, I mean, he is – dude, that guy works so hard. And one of the craziest things I've ever seen, I have to just say this, is because – um, in uh, in an earlier movie, not in uh, one of the ones that you did, but in an earlier film, there was some action thing that he wanted to do, and I remember thinking, like, how the hell are you going to do ex- blow up a car or something like this? How can you do that on the budget that you're doing with whatever, whatever? And he made it work by buying footage from an older film that was like a Steven Seagal exactly. movie. <laughs> Wow. Oh my god. And using and then matched it. Like was in, able to match it. It's amazing. In badass, he did with no budget. We didn't they my 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 uh my price was they bought me lunch and <laughs> and uh they I uh, dinner and but basically <laughs> he had a bus chase down through Los Angeles, crashed into a trade this whole where in the hell did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> and so he was brilliant, right? And uh, and in, in, in Badass on the Bayou, me and Danny Glover flew a plane, crashed it, landed. And it's like, my God, you know, so I was so impressed. Anyway, I love him to death. <laughs> he's, me, he's, he's amazing. Man, he really is awesome. amazing. Yeah. We're doing Badass. Then he wants to do a, a movie that I want to do. It's called uh, uh, Valdez is Coming. It's it's a it's an old western and it's unbelievable. So oh cool when that so oh, and you know what I also got a documentary right now that just came out called uh, Inmate Number One. Oh yeah, that just came out and it's really uh, now what is that? What does it cover? It covers my entire life, really. Okay, and, I got a buddy, my friend Rick Ramos, who does his own uh, movie <laughs> podcast called Watch uh, This. Yeah. Who would kill me if I didn't ask you about the? He wanted to know about the first time you went back to prison, but as a movie star. He uh, wanted to know like what that was like, and also anything walked, about Eddie Bunker. I'm gonna tell you, we walked into prison in uh, uh, God. We were doing a film called um, Wait a minute, I'm trying to think of the name of it. The Crow with mm-hmm. Eddie Furlong, Willem Dafoe. And uh, Stephen uh, and and uh, oh God, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And so we walked into San Quentin, and, and oh, everybody started, "Hey, Trey, oh, what's up, you?" <laughs> and uh, and Eddie Furlong, I asked him, Eddie, how do you feel? He says, "Like dinner." So what, the, <laughs> what you know? Because Eddie's a cute little guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that would and be scary as hell. Exactly. There's no such thing as handsome. In prison, if if you're handsome, it means you're pretty. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. Nobody's yeah. gonna say you're handsome. And cute means you're gonna be missed. Okay. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. Oh shit. No. So I mean, if, I mean, there is a tension in San Quentin, and some. And when I went there, I had this feeling, uh, the feeling of hopelessness grabs you again. Yeah. So that is the most hopeless place in the world. Yeah. You know, just period. And, and uh, now when I go back, I, I, uh, whew, I, I, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I am a, a, an actor and, and we, uh, we kind of uh, got a, a, a good reputation and a lot of respect. So 
because yeah. I give hope. You know, that's what I do. I give hope. That is but awesome. My, 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 uh, my, my documentary is on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. And the, the cookbook, you can get anywhere. You Boy, that thing's like awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Buy yeah. it. Come to the store. I mean, come to the... The, the shop, yeah. Yeah, the, the restaurants. I, I, I'm so excited about this book. I will. One time. <laughs> hey, uh, a quick thing I want to talk about, uh, Mike Black. I, I think this is uh, something that we, we really should talk about. Yeah. And uh, it's a, um, a company yes. that was founded in 1983 in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, I'm talking about the Zoom Corporation. Zoom. Now, if, if it wasn't for Zoom, and Matt knows this, we would not be able to do our show. Um, they make the best audio equipment in the world. Um, we, w- Which one are we using right now? We, we're recording onto a Zoom live track L8 right now, and when we go do our live events at conventions and stuff, we often use the Zoom H6, and they're both just fantastic pieces of equipment. You plug your microphones in, you plug your headphones in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run-and-gun filmmaker or a podcaster like uh, you know like us um yep yeah i do a ton of podcasts and i can tell by listening when they're using a zoom and when they're not yeah it's uh, the mark of excellence it yeah. really is uh go check it uh, go check out all their stuff over at zoom-na.com that's zoom-na.com be professional for god's sake zoom-na.com all right okay let's get back to the show so you have a lot of stories in the cookbook about Los Angeles in general. Like, yes. are they are they yes. personal stories about like your experiences? Absolutely, Absolutely. about mm-hmm. me and Mike Sports used to cut school and go ride the the Angels flight when it was you know, oh, yeah. when it was on, wow. on Third Street you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, before they moved it and ride the streetcars. We used to ride the streetcars all the way from Los, downtown Los Angeles to Long Beach Pike. There used to be the New Pike in Long Beach, you know, and uh, oh, that is so cool. Yeah, it was it was uh, amazing. I I uh, I, uh, I love L.A. You know, I mean, that's all. I just I love Los Angeles. I, what I sort of places there. that maybe aren't even here anymore? Did you grow up eating at? Like, was there a, a place that really stuck out that influenced you? Like, oh, this is good food. Well, oh, because every place that that I eat, and it's still here, is like the pantry was. When yeah. you were out at oh, yeah. oh, and, and then, uh, you know, uh, the Pacific dining car when you had <laughs> <Yep>. the money. When you, <laughs> the Pacific dining car was the best place in the world to eat right after a robbery. Oh, God. Wow. No, no. I, you know, you were like, you felt like a real gangster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you put that on their website. Best yeah. place to eat after a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then Musso and Frank, I love Musso and Frank. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, Musso and Frank has the best chicken pot pie in the world. I have had chicken pot pie every Thursday. I have had chicken pot pie all over the world. I always order it and I always compare it. Nobody's beaten Musso and Frank. Nobody. Wow. That place is really phenomenal. Bars, amazing. Mm-hmm. Bar's best pancakes in the world. Nobody. And I eat them all over. I always eat like chicken pot pie, pancakes. <laughs> you know, nobody. And best all around place to eat, not to dine. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. Yeah. But to eat the pantry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great place. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yep. I agree. When you, when you eat at the pantry, what do you, what do you get? 
I like the roast beef sandwich, open face. Yeah. Oh, you know, I love it. Amazing. And it's, yeah. They're, they're amazing. As I walk in and it's like, I know everybody there. You know what I mean? And me and Eddie Bunker used to eat there all the time. We had our own little spot and, you know, so yes, yeah, so my my was, dad used to tell me stories about the pantry when he was younger, um, yeah. and he they used to have celery in the tables like in a little inset bowl, and the health yeah. department told them they can't do it anymore at some yeah. point. Oh. You know what they've got? They have, it's unbelievable. The best bread in the world, uh, the best bread, absolutely great bread. Yeah, and the like I said, it's like they're uh, you know it's it's the best place in the world to get a steak that isn't going to cost you your first child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you want, if that's you where want you go the- to plan the robbery at the pantry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you go commit yeah. it. Then afterwards, you go exactly. to the Pacific dining car. Yeah, you know, Pacific dining. Me, <laughs> me and Eddie Bunker used to sit and we would plan like how you would rob the pantry, and <laughs> and then. But the problem is, is that is that it used to belong to Mayor Reardon. Yeah. So oh shit. I think I don't think they're going to stop looking for you if you rob this no. place. And then also, <laughs> is it even worth it? Because then you can never go back. Yeah. Right. And then, and the second thing is that it's all cash money. But the minute they get, you know, two, three hundred dollars in the till, they take it to the safe. Yeah. And the dumb. safe is like a. The safe is like a fortress. You're not carrying that thing out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a weird shift in in LA restaurants, like these old school ones that didn't used to take any sort of other payment. Because now, um, I think the pantry takes credit cards now, don't they? No, no, still no. not. They have the they have an ATM in the store now, though. In Philippe's, oh, oh yeah, you no, know, they have a they have a, a, a what do you call it? A ready uh, teller right there. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Philippe's didn't take credit cards until like three years ago. They finally yeah. broke yeah, down and started they... taking, which is just like an interesting like, shift to see them where they kind of had to because people just, they don't carry cash anymore. Yeah. Listen to this. I got to tell you, this. my cousin, right? In fact, his name is in the law books, Gilbert Trejo. And uh, because he was he was sentenced to life in prison as a juvenile when wow. he was 17. Okay. Oh, we, we finally got him out with uh, the help of uh, uh, Jerry Brown, mm-hmm. our governor at the time, and and uh, uh, Senator Ball, and Senator Bill, and uh, 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 a guy named, God, oh my God, forgive me. This guy sold the angel, right? Mm-hmm. But we uh, we got him out, and uh, Berkman, his name, left name Berkman. Mm-hmm. So we got him out. Uh, he was 55 years old, 17 to 55. So. Wow. Did a 38 year, and we cut out, and it was like I said, "What do you want to do, Gilbert? Where do you want to go?" And he says, "You know what, Danny? I've been hearing about Philippe." <laughs> so we went right from prison to Philippe, you know, and got, wow. and uh, I'll never forget. You know, it's like you just, you know, it's just I love Philippe just for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. That is amazing. Like it's it's any of those old school restaurants I could. I could go anytime because, like, th- we're lucky in LA. We have a couple of these institutions that have been around for a hundred years, literally a yes. hundred years. Yes. You know, you go yes. there, or yeah. you go to like the Apple Pan or whatever, and it's like yes. it's just yes. a place. They're all comfortable places. They just feel like home. Yeah. Anytime you go in those places. Well, yeah. you know what? Going in, going, going into Musso and France is like going into a time zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so unreal, and and that you go to places in LA there's places that you go to be seen mm-hmm. you know the bow all that yeah. all that you know I'm an actor kind of shit but you go to you go to Musso and Frank to have a 
a a a a dinner a nice dinner with your kids or something when you don't mm-hmm. you know still get asked for autographs but not there's not paparazzi hanging out there yeah you know right I mean? yeah there's not a lot of those like if you want old school dining like one of my favorites is in Pico Rivera the Del Rey um, ah, which is yeah. one of my like that's a place because I grew up in Pico Rivera and it was like yeah. once a year my dad would be like all right we're gonna go to the Del Rey you got to put on put on a coat and a tie that you know when i was 10 years old putting yeah. on a coat and tie to go to this fancy restaurant it was a fun experience and i still try to go back you, there about once a year are you mexican no i'm i'm the i'm the white guy from pico rivera it was he, me. The, the, the only white the only white redhead you now. I, i'm the redhead from pico rivera i'm the only one they call him el rojo <laughs> yep. if you moved yeah. out of if you moved in, there's only seven. If you yeah. moved out, yeah, well, well I, I moved to Montebello now, so it's I just shifted. I moved a mile away. It, it's really no different. No, you increase the population there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's funny because my best friend Donald Logue, mm-hmm. who was on Gotham, oh, I love friend, that guy. Love okay, him. Okay, well, he grew up in El Centro, right? Yeah. Right by the border, mm-hmm. and he was El Rojo. Yeah. <laughs> the minute I went to school, I knew I had to become Mexican. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's like all my friends, like I have friends from you know elementary school, whatever. Yeah. And they, like we're all big Dodger fans. Um, yeah. Oh and like god. so, Justin Turner, like they all just call him El Mas Chingo, uh, <laughs> El Mas Rojo Chingon. That's what they call him. Oh my god! The most crazy oh, redhead. Which oh, is like, yeah. I think Justin Turner, like, is he's beloved. In Los Angeles, yeah. and I think that he needs to come out the next time we have actual audiences of games. He needs to come out his walk-up song of La Chona. I think if he did yeah. that, he would become the most beloved player in Dodger history. Legendary. That's yeah. what he would be need. Legendary. Yeah. You know what, uh, uh, Fernando? It's funny. I mean, Fernando really brought the Mexican brought audience, yeah. Dodgers, all of them, right? Yeah. In fact, I think it used to be a misdemeanor if Fernando Valenzuela was playing. And and you got caught on the streets if you were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta be home. You better have Vince Scully on your radio if you're outside. I was never so proud because I was. He was in the 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 what do you call it box? The radio box, right? Mm-hmm. On a, yeah. And and I was gonna go in, and the security stopped me and said, "Danny, they said nobody else. Please, I'll get, said, oh man, I'll, I'll lose my. Day. Don't worry, don't worry. I, it's okay." So somebody went and told Fernando that 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 I was outside. <laughs> came out to visit me. Oh, wow. He wow. came out and gave me a hug. Wow. I, I thought, well, I got a picture with him. And I, and I, you, I, I swear to God, I got the stupidest. I got one of those smiles that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know it's like, that smile. It's like I, I've done that. Like you get a picture with somebody that you love so much, and then you look terrible in the photo, you but you stupid. you like the photo because the celebrity's in it with you. Yeah. Like I have a photo yeah. like that with uh, with Vic the Brick Jacobs when I met yeah. him. He just walking around watering the stadium. Like there's Vic the Brick. I need a photo of Vic the Brick, and I'm like, oh, I look terrible in this photo, but I don't care. It's me with Vic the Brick, yeah. so you got to oh, go with God. it. Yeah. Oh my God. When I you, Danny, when you were first uh, starting out, who was somebody? That when you met them on a set, when you first, when you first, you know, started in films and, and TV, yeah. like who was someone that you saw on a set that you were like, I can't believe I'm on the same set you know as what? this person. I'm gonna tell you the God's honest truth. When I met Charles Bronson, I did a movie oh, called yeah. Four, and that was that was my hero. In fact, I I used to say he was Mexican. I just I loved him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then God, and then I did a movie Death Wish Four and. I, I was tongue-tied. I mean, literally, I was like, just like God. And then you're hoping that he's not 
Hollywood, and he wasn't. He was so humble, so kind. It was just mm-hmm. a sweetheart. You know what I mean? That and, is so cool. Uh, I made friends with him. In fact, he called me up for a, a movie that he did called Forbidden Subjects, and he called me and he said, "Bring George." Because George was a was a, a friend of mine that was older, a lot older than me. He was about twenty five years older than me. But but uh, he always, I he was just oh, we just hung around. He first time he went to San Quentin was nineteen thirty five. You know, so, wow, God, so what we like we like he had a picture of him in stripes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh, oh wow, God. <laughs> so but but uh but he we both went to that forbidden subject and he was just so cool. You know, he was, he was, but that's the guy that like, Oh my God. You know, it it must, it must be kind of weird sometimes being on a set. I mean, when you, when you're playing an inmate on a, you know, in a prison, uh, in a movie or a TV show uh, to be on that, to be on a set and then be like, Oh, this is, you guys are not doing this at all the way yeah. that this is done. Does that ever happen where you're yeah, like, all, you have you to what, fact the check the fuck out of people? <laughs> I always end up as a consultant, no matter what I do. <laughs> like movie, the directors, a director is like, he's brilliant. If he's like, say, Danny, is this, is this right? And I go, you know, well, first of all, I remember when we did the movie, my first movie, Runaway Train, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got boxing shorts on, and Eric, being a movie star, he wanted these tight little shorts. And I was trying to tell him, Eric, uh, people don't wear tight little shorts in prison. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> in prison, yeah. everybody is staring at your ass, home. <laughs> oh but he goes, no, 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 this is like, you know, so. so and it was funny because the guy that they first cast was another another guy about as tall as eric and slender you know another gorgeous kid right and eric i mean eric's prettier than his sister so so so, you know like i'm trying to tell him you know the the shorts home no 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 so he ends up wearing the wearing the shorts and then like oh shit me and eddie bunker were were just like like oh god oh man How did you how did you first meet Eddie Bunker? God, I first met Eddie Bunker in 1962 when my uncle bought a robbery from him. And uh, wait, he, wait, wait, what do you mean he bought a robbery from him? Eddie, 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 Eddie was brilliant, and Eddie would plan robberies. He was <laughs> out of place, you know. When if he wasn't in prison, he would just literally, and and if you needed, you would go and talk to him, and and uh, and uh, he would. Uh, Hey, well, look, I got this poker game. He gave us a poker game here in the San Fernando Valley that we took off, and and uh, and but but uh, um, you know, you know, do you remember in Heat? Yeah, yeah, Heat? of course. The Don Boyd character was based on Eddie Bunker. Oh wow! Oh, okay. It, oh, if you see a picture of Eddie Bunker, and you look at John Boyd, John Boyd walked into the makeup trailer, put a picture of Eddie Bunker, and said, <laughs> "I want to look like that." And that's he did. amazing. Yeah. God. Now and, that uh, you say it, I totally see it. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. because yeah. uh, Voight was also in Runaway Train with yes. that with oh, them too. So yeah, and John Voight, my pal, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Now yeah. you mentioned paparazzi earlier, and I have a funny sort of story. Mm-hmm. I saw you when Dennis Hopper was getting his Hollywood star. Oh uh, God! And yeah. the paparazzi there was pretty thick. 
And yeah. Jack Nicholson kind of took the hit because at this time Dennis yeah. Hopper was too old to be yeah. signing autographs for people. So yeah. Nicholson was kind of doing that. And a paparazzi, I was across the street, but I saw this happen, kind of goes to take a picture of you and you snapped him a look and he immediately put his camera back <laughs> and like, put it away. God. It was fantastic. It was one of my favorite moments in Hollywood. You know, you know what? It's like a, a lot of times they don't a lot they don't bother me. A lot of times if you know if they come up and be polite or whatever, yeah, sure, you know. But I don't I don't shy away from them. I'll sign every autograph, yeah. every picture. But but I don't like it when when they're trying to like I think Jack Nicholson was bending down. I forget, but yeah, you know. Like, you know, don't, you know, come on. Yeah, we pick our butt and our nose and, you know, but don't just do that just for that. You know yeah, I mean? don't get some weird, like, yeah. Yeah. bad picture of someone on purpose. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, real quick before we continue the show, um, I want to talk about a third-generation family-run business that I am very proud to be working with. Uh, Sennheiser is the number one number top tier <laughs> microphone uh, company in the world. And we are so lucky that we are now recording our show using Sennheiser microphones and their headphones. They're, it's awesome. We're, we're talking into Sennheiser MD42 microphones and using Sennheiser HD25 headphones, and these sound amazing. I mean, listen to Mike Black's voice. Listen to the rich and sumptuous soundscape that comes out of my voice. Oh. Every time I speak into a Sennheiser. Absolutely. Go check out uh, their microphones and their sound equipment over at Sennheiser.com. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, Danny, you're known in Hollywood and in this business as being like one of the nicest, most generous guys to work with. You're like, you've, uh, like, I've heard so many stories of like, you know, someone approaching you with like a movie or with a role or something and, and you like doing jobs for people as like favors and being just like overly nice and kind. Do you, do you try to, to like, kind of make that a priority because you look uh, like people could see if they people see you first first glance like you can be kind of intimidating and so people kind of do you try to make an extra effort to to be kinder or is that just kind of like uh part of part of the way that, that you've well, always been you know eddie bunker eddie bunker told me just straight up he says look danny you have to disarm people immediately because guys are guys. You know, that's all. Guys are guys. It's like the minute they see somebody that they think is tougher than them or or you see them puff up their chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if if you're a chest puffer upper, you know, puffer upper, <laughs> it's like, like – I uh, always you know, have been. <laughs> I know. You know what? I, I immediately say hello. Hey, hi, how you doing? Because you, you got to remember, it's like, Sam Harding, one of my sponsors, says he was a big hillbilly, right? I, he he did 15 years flat in Vacaville, which is a state mental hospital for the criminal insane. And I say, Sam, you know what? How do you not fight? He goes, well, he had that shit in his mouth. All the time he had that, that hillbilly. Tobacco. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you had to be careful with a cup because it might have spit in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, man. Yep. So, but, no, but he would have said, Danny, the way I look at things, if somebody ain't worth killing, they ain't worth fighting. <laughs> and if they ain't worth fighting, hell with them. I'll just leave them alone. And it's like, like, 
you know, the bottom line to every argument is a killer. It's killing, the murder. That's yeah. A, mm-hmm. you know, if you get an argument, it can go all the way to a murder. You know, nobody gets murdered over being happy with each other, you know? And, and so, yeah. so I, I try not to argue. And then what a blessing it is for me to come where I come from and to be able to make somebody's day with an autograph or oh, a yeah. picture or a hi, how are you? I've had people tell me, God, you made our vacation. We're here from Luxembourg or somewhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, you know cause what a joy. And so that's the, you know, that's the blessing that the, the good Lord's given me, man. I'm able to make somebody's day with a, with a picture. What an awesome way to look at it. That's amazing. That really is, man. That's really incredible. And besides that, I've seen every, I've seen every actor who's, who's stopped signing autographs and stuff. Maybe they're big enough, but I've seen their careers <laughs> take a dive. Because, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's and and besides that, it's like we're so blessed to be in this in this business. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. I was doing a movie called uh, "The Ridiculous Six with Adam Sandler. Yeah. And oh yeah. Movie, okay. Me and Nick Nolte were in a trailer. And we're sitting there kind of cooling off. I and mean, we're in a tent cooling off because we're in the desert, right? Yeah. And uh, they got these blowers in there to cool us off. And this guy comes in and says, man, when are you guys going to retire? Right? Because I think we're the two oldest guys on the set. <laughs> and Nolte says, retire from what? We're playing <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what I are you talking guys, about? <laughs> It is the best job in the world. Every time somebody somebody starts complaining, I always say, well, we're not mixing cement. I know that much. (laughs) (laughs) That's so so amazing. Um, There's a couple of people that you've worked with a few times that pop up in your career, one of them being Steven Seagal, um, who is notorious. I'm the only guy to kill him on on screen. Wow! Yeah. Are you really? I yep. killed him in Machete. Yeah, in oh. in Machete. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, that's amazing. Um, any any stories of uh, of working with Mister Seagal? Well, you know what? I mean, everybody. He was he was a jewel with us. I mean, he was awesome. I hear stories, but he was great with us. And uh, and uh, it's funny because uh, we were. His costume, he had that great big coat. He always wears that big old yeah. coat, right? Yeah, that generalissimo and, uh, sort of coat, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was 120 degrees. We're on <laughs> tarmac. We're on a tarmac of a of a airport in Austin, Texas. Oh, man. I mean, it was so hot. And I, we each had a, a, a blower, right? They have a, this blower on you. And I could see it's about to faint. I said, no, give my blower. Take my blower. And I, I, uh, uh, I'm going to go get some water. I got everybody water. And I, I gave him a blower. He looked at me and was just like, thank you. You know, he mouthed <laughs> because it was, it was brutal. You know what I mean? Oh, Cause yeah. to be on that, on that tarmac, it pushes the, the temperature up about 10 degrees. You know? Yeah. You're on the, yeah, man. Oh my God. And that's one of the best death scenes in an action movie ever. Uh, him with uh, your machete sticking out of him, <laughs> and and still that threatening you as he's dying. Hey, oh. The best, the best, the best death scene ever was mine in Heat. Mm-hmm. Oh but, yeah! Oh man! Oh yeah! Well, 
I got killed by Robert De Niro. Okay, <laughs> for <laughs> fuck's sake! What a way to go. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. Although I gotta say, your death scene in From Dusk Till Dawn, on the pool table oh, yeah. when your eyes go into the pockets, that's <laughs> pretty hard to top. Oh, God, that's pretty my, amazing. My daughter was six years old. My son was seven, going on eight. I take them to the premiere, right? Yeah. And was, and I realized. There's no kids, but I, at the time I was a single parent. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I can't leave them at home. Couldn't get a babysitter. babysitter. So they came with me. All through the movie, they watched it real calmly. When I died and my eyes went into the pool pocket, <laughs> my daughter jumps up and screams, Whoa! That was so cool! Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes went into the pool pocket! <laughs> Everybody, like, look at my. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I did the exact same thing in the theater. Yes. <laughs> only you weren't there. That's the only difference. Oh, man. You got to love Robert Rodriguez. Wow. Uh, yeah. awesome. Wow. What was he like to. I've done 11 movies with that guy, man. Oh, you know what I mean? Got to get off his ass and write uh, Machete Kills in Space. Yeah, come Absolutely. on. Yeah. Come on, Rodriguez. Now, Do it. The first machete trailer yeah. that was just supposed to be a trailer it was just well, supposed you know to be what? like a fake trailer right the story the story is when i did desperado yeah. okay I'm, mm-hmm. in, I'm in uh uh i'm in uh del rio texas and then we went over to uh, acuna mexico right right across the yeah and uh literally the best, oh my god i'm walking around with no shirt i got this huge tattoo and they're all taking pictures and robert says Hey, they all think you're the star of the movie. I says, you mean I'm not? I thought I was. <laughs> and uh, so we found out we were first cousins, a second cousins on on that movie. Wow. My uncle said, yeah, you guys are cousins. So so me and Robert literally became friends. But but right then he said, you know, Danny, I've had this idea of this movie called Machete mm-hmm. that you'd be perfect for, man. And I'm gonna try to get it done. So through the years, we just kept. That's why in Spy Kids, he named me Uncle Machete. <laughs> Remember? Oh just, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. And then, and then when they did Grindhouse, they needed some fake trailer. I got one. So he did the trailer. When he did that trailer, when we came out, everybody, all the producers, everybody says, we got to do this movie. Yeah. We have to do this movie. So he wrote it, Machete, and then... And, well, I know, remember the, seeing the midnight screening of Grindhouse, yeah. the very first showing available, and yeah. that trailer got an applause break, yeah. and I've never okay. seen that happen. <laughs> it got this huge applause break at the end of it, and everyone knew it was fake, but everyone in that theater was like, they got to make this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the thing, I almost cried. I, I, one day, was Halloween, I go to the door, I open the door, there's about eight kids. Little Mexican kids dressed in machete. Wow. Oh, my God. You know, it's like so unreal. It's like. That's great. They uh, must have been flipping out when they saw you answer the door. door. They're like, he's dressed like us, too. That's amazing. Um, There's a movie um, you were in called Anaconda. Back oh, in great. 1997. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Jennifer Voight Lopez and, uh, and your buddy, uh, yeah, John yeah, Voight. John Voight, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I, I know that, that it was filmed down in Brazil. A lot of it was in yes. Brazil. Um, yes. Did you go down to Brazil to, to shoot Absolutely. on this? 
Absolutely. I was there. I was in Brazil and I was hanging out with Michelle Rodriguez. And she had just finished uh, uh, Selena. And oh, wow. uh, we were hanging out. And I mean, she's just she's a doll. Uh, I, she's one of my favorite, favorite people. And she's she's managed to stay Jennifer. You know, I mean, she's mm-hmm. just absolutely go to hell gorgeous. I think she's 30 now and she still looks like she's 20 years old. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's she's so cool. You know, uh, a, a weird, uh, little weird uh, trivia fact, folks. Uh, the voice of the Anaconda in the movie Anaconda was played by Frank Welker. How about that? Ah, the voice of Megatron from <laughs> <No>. Transformers did, <laughs> did the sounds of the snake in Anaconda. Also, a comedy store regular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so okay. weird. That's so bizarre. Did you ever try, Danny? Did you ever think about doing stand up, or ever try doing stand up? You know what? I did stand up one time as a dare at, to the improv on a, I think a Monday night or I forget what was open mic night. I went down there and I noticed all these comedians had like tape recorders and were like writing stuff down and they were like, God, these are like really, well, I'm fucked. They're really like pros, you know? And I just went up there. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I tore open my shirt, <laughs> that big tattoo. And I said, laugh! And everybody cracked up. <laughs> laugh. So, so I said, you think you're a tough audience? Try being the stand-up comedy in San Quentin State Prison. <laughs> if you don't make them laugh, they'll kill you. you know, I mean, it was just, I just said anything I thought in my mind, you know. And so it came up. I did it with they asked me back, but I, I didn't want to do it as we're, a career. We are literally sitting upstairs from that room you were in right yeah, now. We're, at, <laughs> we're, we're recording. recording in the improv right yeah. now while, while we're talking God. to you. So. Yeah. I was walking by there one day, and the TMZ truck stopped, and they started talking to me, and it was, like, so cool. Yeah, yeah they drive by here all the time. I love yeah, that. I love that. Uh, we got to ask you about a couple other people. Uh, uh, Mr. Quentin Tarantino, I know that you guys ah, have spent some yeah. time together. What's uh, what, what, I, We got to ask about him, and we got to ask about Rob Zombie. So oh, you okay. take First it You take all, it where you want to go. If you stand in between Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez when they're talking, you will get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You are, honest to God, because there's the energy there. Well, first of all, uh, Quentin, Quentin is like uh, he eight ideas in his brain at the same time. Okay, and and if and Robert, Robert is like the 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 quintessential. Is that a word? Quintessential. Well, yeah. yeah, quintessential. Yeah, quintessential. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> Whoa, the it would you know? I mean, he's like the the thinker. The I got it. I got it. And when he, you can see sparks when they're so sure talking. And it's like amazing. I sat down with one time with lunch, and they were <laughs> at the end of that lunch. They had another movie. Was, <laughs> Wait a minute, where's the man? I'm, 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 where's the Mexican? Where's the Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You now, now Stephen, oh. you and I met Tarantino very briefly at the uh, at LACMA one time because it was when the Hateful Eight was coming out in seventy millimeters, and we went and. He, they, they were like, oh, we have the 70 millimeter projector out. We're going to do a double feature. And they showed it's a mad, 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 mad world first. And then yeah. they were showing the Hateful Eight. And we go to see this movie. And somebody's laughing during Mad, Mad World like De Niro in Cape Fear. 
Like they <laughs> sounded like a crazy person. Stop laughing. And it gets to the intermission and the lights come on. And there's only like 20 people there for the first movie because it's like a four hour movie of Mad Mad World. And it's Tarantino that's been laughing like a crazy person at Mad Mad World the entire time. And then so we talked to him real briefly. He was very nice. And then we're thinking, oh, he's going to co- he's going to probably introduce Hateful Eight or whatever and watch people. He took off after that. He wasn't there for his own movie. Like, he just came. I think he arranged for that screening just because he likes seeing It's a Mad, 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 Mad World in 70 millimeter because you don't get to see it in that, uh, yeah. on that kind of projection very often. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. It was pretty crazy, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, we live in an a, 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 a amazing city. It's the, it's the best city in the world. Um, I've been all over the world, man. I love L.A. I won't live anywhere but L.A. Yeah. Um, Same. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Um, I have to uh, throw out a couple quick things before we wrap. We, before we wrap this uh, interview up. Um, uh, first, first question I have to ask you is: What is your favorite recipe from the cookbook? I told you, I love, I love the nachos. Any nachos you want with two eggs over easy on top, and that's oh, wow. breakfast. That sounds I good. Get, I thought about going nachos or or carne asada nachos, or shrimp nachos, whatever you want. And then I just put two eggs over easy, and I kill lunch and dinner at the same time. I mean, lunch and breakfast at the same time. That sounds great. Um, I I also really wanted to ask, uh, easiest, that sounds kind of easy, but what is the easiest recipe for someone like me who has repeatedly burnt uh, toast and Daniel, and just so you know, the without level, even a toaster, I burn toast. Just I'm just very so you know, bad at it. The level of chef that Stephen is, he once put raw chicken into a juicer, thinking that it was a food processor. <laughs> that is true. I did do that. I so, am bad what at can life. somebody like him, who's not I really tacos, good? Tacos, simple tacos are so diverse. Tacos are like that's what the, that's why everybody loves them because they're so simple. Just ground beef, carne asada, uh, uh, anything you want, Jack. Fruit, put in a taco. You know? Oh, jackfruit's so good. The only thing you can't put in a taco is ketchup. Don't put ketchup. <laughs> oh, yeah. <God>. Who <laughs> would do that? <laughs> Who would do that? Yeah, don't. People, That's a, people still put ketchup on hot dogs. It happens they, all the time. No, no. As ketchup on a taco. Yeah. That's like the people who cut burritos in half. Like no. every time I see somebody, I'm like, what is, what is wrong with you? Don't cut a burrito. It's meant to I be love, held. I love people. I love people that talk about, uh, let me have a wrap. If it's wrapped, it's a burrito. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, uh, now, you have the donut shop, too. So when did you get into, like, have you made donuts yourself? I'm curious. How many donuts have yes. you made, personally? Yes. I've tried to make them at home. I love donuts. We have a we have a pineapple fritter there that if you eat two, you, you're going to need a rehab. <laughs> you know, insulin shot comes on the side. Yeah, yeah no kidding. You know what I mean, yeah, no, it man. is like unreal. Yeah. So what's uh, what's different about the donuts there at at Trejo's Coffee and Donuts? Like, I because I dr- well, I've driven by. I've never been. I need to stop in one of these days. But got to stop in. We've got Walita Donuts. We've got Lowrider Donuts. We've got uh, 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 Tequila Donuts. Wow. What's in a Lowrider Donut? Whatever you want. You know what I mean? Lowrider Donut. Yeah. yeah I love well, them. Well, what are those ones like? They're delicious. I mean, you got to <laughs> you know, it's like if you want an explosion in your mouth, eat one of my donuts. <laughs> we're we're going to go get one of your donuts on the way home. That's yeah. that's, that's the plan. Sad, we'll stop by, yeah. That's the plan. Um, Danny, do you uh do you use social media at all? Do you do you have yes. um, 
All right, where can people find you? Where can people get you? I'm on Face Face on on Instagram. I'm on all that stuff. Oh, uh, what's your what's your handle on there? What's your name on there? I'm gonna pull it up right now, Danny. At the official Danny Trejo. Yeah, it's official (laughs) Danny Trejo on Instagram. Uh, He's got the check mark. 1.7 million followers on there. Uh, What What is a uh, a restaurant that? you would consider opening the next one if you were going to do the next thing in your in your line of food well uh, i think i think denver denver colorado is yelling for us i think i think oh. we might go up to denver you know cuz uh uh marijuana's legal up there and they yeah. love tacos right after the, the munchies tacos yeah. raw and donuts <laughs> yeah. and yeah. donuts yeah, this is a perfect place. I love that idea. I think it's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Um, they want Denver, they want New York, and they want uh, uh, San Antonio, Texas, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. I'm, oh, my God. Those are Hawaii. all perfect places. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah. 16th Street well, you, Mall in Denver would go nuts if, <laughs> if they had you there. You, you know what? My uh, my fighter, Sinise Estrada, look her up. She's mm-hmm. a WBC and the WBA champion of the world it's 108 huh. pounds and uh and she wears my logo on her shorts and mm-hmm. it's like it's like so cool to watch her fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's got it i'll look for her on the zone i'm sure she's on there all yeah. the time yes. yeah that's sir the so zone yeah oh wow that stole the show on the on the canelo fight the last canelo oh fight. yeah yeah she was just unbelievable and she in the ninth round the girl had to stop the, the, he's the only other redhead accepted in Pico Rivera. Well, you know, I, I feel like uh, I could talk to you for for hours, man, and uh, and, and I want to go to your. Uh, I'm, I'm I've been to uh, Trejo's Tacos, but I'm I'm I will be going to all of your uh, places and, and eating all of your food as soon as this opens. Okay, mm-hmm. as soon as this pandemic is over. I'm inviting you and your families, you guys, to Trails Cantina on me. Wow. Like, yeah, please, just call me. You got this number. Call me, and I will. Uh, uh, it's on me. I would love to see you guys. That is oh, so thank you. awesome. You're man. so nice. Thank you so much. Uh, we should probably show you pictures of Mike Black and Stephen Glickman first, just to make yeah. sure you can afford that. We are large <laughs> men. We will eat all the burritos. <laughs> Awesome. I, I will cordially invite you to my place where I will make you some easy math. <laughs> so, you're more than God welcome anytime. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pick up your book because I'm the chef of the three of us. I'm the one actually yeah, cooks. Matt, so Matt I will. actually knows how to cook. So he'll cook. God I'll, bless we'll go you guys. Yeah. Thank you so you, much sir. again thank for you. doing the, the show. And uh, oh, hopefully you. we can talk again soon. Thank you, Danny. God bless, brother. All right. All, All right. right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Nighttime Show podcast. And big thanks to Danny Trejo for being on the show. That was so amazing. Yeah. Right? Fantastic. We are definitely going to that restaurant as soon oh as it opens. God, that is a, <laughs> we, the plan, yeah. Stan. Um, uh, guys, when it comes to social media, Mike Black, where can people find you? All social media at Mike Black Attack. I also do another podcast called The Power Pals. Check that out, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very nice. What about you, Mr. Matt Walker? Uh, links to everything at funnymat.com. Or if you're a San Francisco Giants fan, you can 
can get me at mattwalkersucks.com. Yes, absolutely. You can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast and, uh, and, and share this. Share, share, share this wonderful interview. Like, follow, subscribe. Yes, for God's sake. You guys are the best. Thanks a lot for listening. Oh!